What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Hey, Pete. Hey, Adam. If you could step on the toes of any guitarist <laughs> in the history of jazz, who would it be? All of them. <laughs> All the toes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast for some reason. Bad daily jazz <laughs> No, advice. no, no. Man. That was, I didn't even mean that. I was just trying, I got caught, <laughs> I got caught up in the witty banter part of it. That's so funny, man. Yeah. Hey, so uh, we made a promise. Yes. On yesterday's podcast. And we've broken many promises, so why stop now? <laughs> no, we made a promise that there would be a bonus ultimate tip if they tuned in tomorrow for set list. I mean, that was all the way yesterday. How do I remember? I still got the same clothes on, but I don't remember that. You still got the same uh, spritzer. I mean, it was literally two minutes ago. And I <laughs> okay, so no, I so what, what was the ultimate Okay, well, we, we were talking about, you know, I thought we broke it down pretty good, but we so we had to go next level. We had to wait overnight on this one, but talking about how to put together a set list yeah. and some different modeling ideas, some different techniques. And the ultimate, ultimate tip for this that I got for y'all, y'all hear it, is, um, <laughs> hey man, I'm flexible <laughs> with my accents. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm international. <laughs> um, is to listen to great albums and think about them as a set list. That's true. Okay? Of course, the classic kind of blue. We've never mentioned that on this, but you might want to check if, if you can find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, a great album is a great set, actually. Yep. And so the same things we were talking about learning in terms of flow of the set, the openers and stuff. Now, especially when you go back in time to a time when people were listening to albums sequentially and you know i still do that i don't know if anybody I do still you know do my that. favorite is probably of this uh saxophone colossus oh i think that's, that's a really good, well-programmed album. that's a great set and then of course albums that are live <laughs> recording yeah, that's a no-brainer yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they actually are sets but i mean there's uh, so much we can learn there so much great modeling from that so today we got a bit of a two-part question on SpeakPipe. You can go to you'll hear it.com to leave us your voice message yes and uh, this is from kyle let's check it out hey guys kyle here I have a question for you about uh, decision-making during my improvisation in a way that doesn't clash with what other musicians are bringing to the table, you know? And I'm thinking more about like harmonic information. So let's say I'm, I'm comping, as a, me as a piano player, I'm comping for like a, I don't know, a horn player that's taking a solo. How do I go about making good decisions, you know, in a way that I respect what he's providing me with, harmonically speaking, um, but also in a way that I can still be uh, bold and creative, you know, you know, trying to spice things up a little bit with my own harmonic ideas. How do I make the best out of those, uh, you know, different harmonic ideas? 
mine and his. And also, if you have the time, one thing that really haunts me is how do I play with a guitarist? So, like, do I comp for a while and then he comps for a while? Is there any way we can play together at all, you know, at the same time in a, in a full or band context? It all seems very complex to me, um, but I sh I'm sure you, you guys can handle it. So thank you so much for all you, you uh, you've been doing. And yeah, cheers. Bye. Thanks, Kyle. Good yeah. questions. Yeah. It's Kyle, right? Kyle. Yeah. Not, not Kyle. I thought it was Kyle, but Kyle. Um, yeah, great. Uh, two different kind of issues, but maybe a little bit of overlap. Well, it's all about listening on this, right? Okay, you'll hear it. <laughs> and uh, you can always go to your no, notes. <laughs> no, uh, it really is. I mean, look, I mean, we 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 don't want to answer the same way every time, but we have to say that first, and then we'll get into some other things. But listening is that magic pill. But listen, the point the point of listening answer on the matrix. This one, <laughs> the point of of why we say listen all the time is because you have to get out of your head. You have to get out of just what you're doing. It's about the group. It's about uh, coming together and to do that in a way that is effective. You have to listen to each other. And as someone who's accompanying, literally, like that's what comping yes. stands for. Yep. You are accompanying the horn player in this scenario that yep. you presented. And you have to listen to them. Now, you can do things to be bold, as you say, or to be yeah. yourself. But you have to defer to, I, at least for me, especially if I don't know them. Right. I ha I want to defer to them because they're going to give me bold ideas and I'm going to I'm going to do it. And, and I know that it came from them uh, that it's going to be acceptable. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that we're building this relationship. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I, I like the idea of building a relationship because too that, you know, to your point of if you don't know them, if it's a new relation, new musical relationship, that is a different way of playing than somebody that, you know, when they need to be pushed and want to be pushed versus supporting. I think a lot of this in comping is about support versus pushing. Yeah. And maybe pushing is maybe it's uh, inspiring or or providing, you know, because that's a very real part of improvisation. You know, you got a part of supporting is to know when you do have to give them some ideas. But you, how are you going to know any of that if you're not listening? Yeah. <laughs> and the listening, it can't just be. Yeah, of course. No. I mean, said no one ever. Yes, I'm not. Of course, I'm listening when I'm comping. Yeah. But are you. Have you done everything to prepare yourself to be able to listen most effectively? Mm. So that means spending a lot of time listening and training your ear before so that you are so much in the habit of being able to hear and having, you know, being attuned to being in that space of like total support mm. once you get there. Because there's only, look, whenever we come to any situation, we are who we are. At, we're at the level we are at that time. It's our responsibility between every gig to do as much as we can to develop our whole musical selves so that we can be even more supportive, so that we can hear even better and all those kind of things. But that listening, that which is really ear training, and when we talk about the actual practice of and application of listening beyond just someone, I love jazz, I listen to it all the time. You could do that your whole life. If you never apply it to learning, you're never going to get any better. Yeah. You might not even learn your instrument. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about things specifically you can listen for, especially if it's someone new. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, Kayo, is listen to how the player you're accompanying builds and creates and releases tension. Yeah, that's something that you can sort of start stepping into. So, yeah. uh, like a few weeks ago, I got to, I was lucky enough to get to play these gigs with Ron Miles, yeah, and uh, Marcus Strickland, and uh, and not played with them before, and and really was trying to support when they were in, and obviously setting things up, and and when they started to 
you know, build this tension that's obviously going to be released. I have to support them for that too. Yeah. So I'm not just going to comp on through straight. I'm going to help them build tension. I'm going to yeah. give them ideas. And then they take those ideas from me. And now we're, we're building, everybody's building this together. Uh, and then it gets released hopefully together, or maybe it doesn't, but you know, we've, we've set a precedent that we're going to move in these ways as a group, you know? And so if I'm listening to when the soloist creates things like creates tension, either harmonically or rhythmically and, help them to do that they're going to trust me you know to, yeah. to 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 help help with their solo yeah and really i i think what you're describing there is storytelling right collective storytelling led by the soloist right so the you know the listening and the supporting is is about you know of course listening to the notes and the harmonies and understand the ear training i talked about earlier but now we're going next level in terms of like being open to hearing their story as it unfolds and to supporting that story. So this is improvisation, so you don't know what that's going to be. Yes, as as you get to know a player, you start to understand the types of stories they like to tell. Well, that's exactly right. Then you could actually start leading them in those directions. Yes, exactly. And you start to be able to, on an intuitive level, know... Uh, and this is where we can kind of fold in his question about the guitarist, you know, about playing with a guitarist rather as pianist, um, is start to know when they need support, when they leave gaps in their story that yeah. need to be, you know, I mean, it's just like we're talking here. Look, totally. the more, you know, look, this podcast started brilliant. Let's, let's, let's be honest with <laughs> it. You know what I mean? They always do. But uh, no, I mean, I'm sure if we go back to some early episodes and we're speaking back and forth and like there's a, you know, once we really get to know when it's appropriate to, to step in and then go back and forth. And like whether somebody's taking the lead or not, we're not even thinking about that anymore because we're trying to tell a collective story here in 10 minutes or whatever about whatever the subject we're telling. And this is nowhere near as good as a great solo. Right. But hey, we're doing our best. Yeah. But the idea is that, you know, you have to be opening to listening, but then you also can't be just so supportive and, dimin- you know, what do you call it? Diminutive, you know, where you're just submissive. like submissive. Yeah, exactly. That's not good comping being submissive no. all the time. Yeah. There's times when you need to be submissive but that's you got to be able to listen and 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 plan and not plan that out on the you know on the spot and figure out the times when that's appropriate and yeah. not and then make those quick adjustments to get out of that that's so true I, th- I mean i think the key to this is really is really understanding that when you're accompanying someone this is a relationship and just yeah. like any relationship or conversation you're having you have to you have to want to understand where that person is coming from you know what i mean and so there are clues that can like like i was saying like when this person creates tension down to even like okay so uh i usually play a c7 sharp nine but they're just playing a c9 yeah every time <laughs> right you know what maybe that's time for you to play the changes that they're playing right that, exactly. that, that is a time where listening can help you uh lock in with them and support them as opposed to pushing your narrative on them at all times. And then if it's someone you know all the time, you could be like, yo, bro, actual changes are C7 sharp yeah. nine. Yeah. Here, check it yeah. out. Put that in your story, big guy. Yeah, put that in your speak pipe and smoke it. You know what I'm saying, though? Like listening to these different details and then helping them build is uh, build their solo off those details is, is our job. Yeah. And then, you know, take the opportunity. Like this is one of those skills and maybe just even talking about comping in general I'm, is what I'm talking about that you can learn a lot obviously from listening to recordings live performances whatever but you really can learn a lot playing with someone that's really good at this and so as pianists a lot of times we're like we don't get to maybe experience that as much because like we're the the primary compers but this thing about playing with guitarists if you get a chance to play with a really good guitarist lay out and let them comp because it's always the default of the pianos not always but it's too much 
lay out and let the, as opposed to trying to even work with them, they've got it. I mean, the guitar can cover pretty much what the piano can from that standpoint yeah. in a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then especially if they're good, you can learn by watching how that's going to give you some other ideas. Also check out drummers. So I played last week with Herlin Riley, one of my favorite musicians to play with, great drummer from New Orleans. And he's such an amazing accompanist. And it really transcends like the instrument in that it really kind of comes forth from his attitude. Like he wants to support and inspire the people he's playing with so much. It's like it's not even like he wants to do it so much. It's such a natural thing for him. He's just a supportive and inspiring person. Yeah. So and then he's a really good drummer. So he put them both together and he's an inspiring and and supportive drummer. You know, go think that's it. how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so but you can learn a lot from that. So don't just think about I can only learn this from piano. So if you're lucky enough to get in a situation where you're around a musician that has mastered this, you know, try to tap into that energy source, talk to them, you know, imitate them. Buy them a drink, whatever you got to do to impart some of that knowledge to yourself. So true. Listening to drummers, I've learned a lot about when to leave space as an accompanist, when to play more. You leave know, space? What drummers? I never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, great drummers know when to, you know, just lay back there and yeah. spangalang or really get in there. Yeah. And sometimes I like to play with, like, a company with the drummers in mind of, like, you know what? I'm going to give the drummer the lead on this space wise yeah it's the last tune of the set we're getting towards the end most of the people have left let's give the drummer a little bit right yeah no i was gonna go to the bar and get a drink you got it take it out yeah i just want to shout out hurling riley's have you heard his new record i'm gonna die virtually isn't that amazing perpetual optimism i had to look gotta check it out that's highly recommended from the you'll hear it podcast yeah absolutely that's gonna be a contender for i guess it was was that last year was it, this? I, I, it should be a contender for album of the year. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, I don't know how, how you feel all the time about guitarists. Guitarists are tricky. I can play with guitarists, especially guitarists I know really well, and yeah. I know their tendencies, but it's always less than how I would play if we're not playing together. You know, a lot of times I will just lay out and let them take a chorus, and then I'll take the next chorus. Right. Not, not the chorus, sorry, the solo, and I'll take yeah. the next solo. It's like playing with a quintet or something. Yeah, I wasn't listening, sorry. That's why I said yeah. But it's. <laughs> but I mean, I have such confidence. I'm supporting you. I'm Thank supporting you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, with the guitarist? Like, yeah. it's, it can be, tra- especially if you don't know each other, it's easy to play clashing things, yeah, either yeah. rhythmically or harmonically. So, you know, if they're taking the, the, they start just chunking away on whatever, then I can get in there with some rhythmic stuff. Sure. But if they're actually comping, maybe I'll do some, like, some orchestration single note lines right. you know leading tones and stuff like that but i agreed oftentimes it's just like you got it this uh go to the bar I think, again yeah right so um maybe maybe we'll we'll have an ultimate tip for playing with guitarists we'll think about that for a second we'll put that at the end of the show in just a few minutes because yeah. we're coming to the end anyway. we're coming to the end uh so if you want to leave us a speak pipe again go to you'll hear it.com you can also check out the podcast uh so, no that is the podcast you can also check out the blog on that same site, check out the blog. We have a lot of great free content videos, two-minute jazz videos, transcriptions. Uh, if you're a pianist, we do have some chord arrangements that have become pretty popular over there of standards. Uh, really good stuff. Go check it out. Uh, also, make sure to go to openstudionetwork.com. It's the sponsor of this podcast. At the it moment. is. And we have a ton of courses, courses from a bunch of courses from Peter Martin. Peter Martin has recorded like 650 lessons at this point. It's, man, it's, it's too many, man. Yeah. You got to take a break. More than even the You'll Hear It podcast. Is that possible? It is possible. Well, you've been doing it for eight years. That's true. Uh, but we also have courses by Christian McBride and Diane Reeves and Jeffrey Keezer. Ooh, uh, the Diane Reeves course. That's got some piano guitar stuff that does and if folks sign up that's another reason to get the all access pass you can jump in on maybe you're not feeling like you're interested in vocals although who doesn't love to 
hear Diane Reeves sing, right? It's amazing. I l- I've learned a lot. But there's some stuff in there, like, we, you know, actually we talk a little bit about that, you know, piano, guitar, how do you play together, especially in a duo situation, accompanying. Yeah. We do a lot of accompanying. Of Duo's Diana, a whole other course. animal yeah. with the piano guitar thing. That's yeah, right, right. It's worth checking out. Yeah. All right. Well, what's our ultimate tip for playing with guitarists? Well, you know what I was thinking? This is a little one, but I think it could be used a lot and it's fun. It's a little ultimate? It, it, no, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's just a little technique. And it's a small thing, but I love doing it, so I will call it ultimate. And that is when the guitar, like really learn what the range of the guitar is on the piano, which is not hard to do. Like once you kind of figure that out, um, think about comping entirely outside of that range yeah like that's your only rule they're in the tenor range in general exactly they're in that low mid range exactly and so what that does is it gives you a lot of space to do and it kind of pushes you into an area that we don't necessarily think about for comping a lot of single line stuff you kind of notice about the 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 individual notes and stuff but you can go octaves you but basically just move everything out to there that's right you know and you're going to solve a lot of your problems and if anything you're going to be able to hear some different things but then be active with your comping and remember like we we think about clashing with a guitarist in terms of harmony but that's that's only there's melody harmony and rhythm and when we talk about comping it's really about harmony and rhythm yeah. but rhythm is important yeah. just as important as harmony so yeah, yeah. think about not only clashing but syncing up with maybe you're going to be very simple harmonically but you're going to really focus in on the rhythm then and linking up with them on that rhythm yeah, and then work. you're out of their range so there's there's no and no, no chance i mean if if that doesn't work then you know just unplug their amplifier that's just, true. Uh, just straight up unplug them. Right. I've also been noticing a lot of guitarists like to keep their phones on the stage. I guess they think they get so many gigs. Have somebody call them at that time so they get distracted and then you can take over the comedy. Right? Yeah. And then you'll hear it. 